0: And the gift of his parents not being able to give him that, because he held on to that dream, he was able to fuel that in his heart, and then to take classes in cinematography. His fuel was there to succeed. Are you ready to tap in to your power within, so that your business can reach its truest potential? Hi, I'm Candice Haza, and I help business entrepreneurs access their inner GPS so that their business can grow and thrive. You are here to serve and to create an impact in this world. Welcome to the Intuitive Business Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Intuitive Business Podcast. I cannot even tell you how excited I am about today. I have two friends from across the world. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves and say where they're at. And then we're going to unfold the story of how we met and how we played and created together. And what a miraculous time it was when we met. And so I started this interview, it's going to be really real and authentic. And you're going to hear a different language. And I have an interpreter. So I have a gentleman here that they're going to introduce themselves, they're going to introduce their language. And so I also invite you to have a little patience with this podcast because you're going to hear a different language and an interpretation. So I'm super excited to begin. Here we go. So I'd like to introduce the interpreter first because we also have a beautiful story of meeting and greeting and then Sanat is going to introduce himself. So my name is Dinara.
1: Uh, I'm currently living in North Cyprus, uh, Turkish part of uh, Cyprus. So I've been living here for more than one year. So I'm doing my job as a lawyer and content maker at the same time. It's something creative and something boring maybe with working documents and um, I'm trying to create some nice videos and photos of North North Cyprus because people usually don't know uh, exactly where it is, what the culture is, and uh, what the country is, what is the opportunity to be here or to live here. I always try to find, uh, how to say, the best angle to show it. And one friend of us, uh, so I'm working here for one company, and one friend of us recommended us uh, one guy from Kazakhstan, so I am originally also from Kazakhstan, she said that he's a very talented guy and making videos uh, since 2012, so he had a good experience, and he was living in Istanbul at that time, so which is uh, so close to North Cyprus, just one hour to fly, and uh, we contacted to Sanat, We created uh, some scenario with him about how to uh, show the people uh, North Cyprus. We wanted to make a video about this country, about the culture, uh, about the nature, so all together. And uh, when he came, it was the march. At the same time, it was a big uh, holiday in our country, in Kazakhstan. It was Central Asian New Year. It's just 22nd of March. It's our main holiday. It's like New Year for us, for Kazakh people. Also, it's for other Central Asian countries like Uzbekistan, Kyrgyzstan, uh, also Azerbaijan, which is in Caucasus. And Turkey, Turkish people also celebrate this holiday, uh, but not so much. And I called to Sanat and said that, uh, you know, we are living in Cyprus, but we have a big uh, Kazakh community here. So we want to celebrate uh, Nor- Navruz. And we want you, our company, True Life Development, want you to come and to make a film about us living here in North Cyprus. So he came. And the day before, I met you at the restaurant uh, in uh, the complex where we lived here. And you were so amazed uh, about us, about our culture, about our country. And we invited you to uh, participate uh, our holiday. Uh, it was our first touch. Uh, and maybe at that day you didn't you don't remember Sanat because uh, I do because
0: I I, I actually I caught him in the back and I thought oh this woman is so brilliant that she's capturing this on video but I never in, in that moment thought about who he was or to think about hiring him for anything in that moment yeah Uh, And then we just talked to you, and uh, we planned with
1: Sanat the next day, go to one region, which is called Tatlesu. Uh, It's a wild region. Uh, Now all the construction is going there because it's an empty place with the untouched nature. Uh, The place is really uh, beautiful. So uh, green hills, uh, so turquoise water, so all together, so brilliant. So we planned to make a video about this region because before, no, not so much people and tourists go there to have a look. And so we decided to go there to explore and to make some film. And when you say that you are here for two weeks but didn't see so much, we invited you. We decided to go together, three of us. So uh, this is how our, our journey began. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that is truly how it began. I have so many more things to say about their equinox and their journey but in uh, first I want to introduce Sanat and so that you can hear who he is and he's going to speak in his language and then we'll have Dharma interpret Sanat.
2: как началось вообще в детстве Я когда первый раз это the мне тогда было где- five, six лет. И вот тогда вот первый раз я на витрине увидел фотоаппарат. Я вот сильно хотел, чтобы они меня, как бы родители хотели, а, чтобы купили у мне фотоаппарат. Но в итоге получил, что я так и не получил. И годы прошли, где-то в девятом классе, это это восьмой был год, 2008 год. Я вот начал потихоньку видеомонтажом заниматься. Это вот самая простая программа. Там, по сути, это даже слайд-шоу, наверное, были. Ну, обычно с фото. И получается, я поступил в колледж, где я не знал, что я обучаюсь на киномеханика. Я узнал об этом где-то пол- через полтора года. И и вот когда я узнал, что как бы я поступил к той профессии, которую я мечтал с детства, я прям удивился, потому что ну в Казахстане, как бы сами понимаете, как у нас как бы с этими и вот получается я вот с 2012 года я как начал э, работать именно работать в колледже вот где я обучился лаборантом я снимал э, раз, разные концерты там э, мероприятия разные открытия допустим да, вот э, именно в, при колледже и вот э, с этого момента я начал заниматься видеосъемкой uh, у меня было очень много опытов uh, в разных uh, уровнях, я, я так скажу. Там uh, были моменты, когда я даже президента как бы ну, мельком так снимал, uh, uh, были моменты, когда премьер-министры, министры были, где я вот съемку проводил. И вот дошло до такого, до того, что я уже снимаю за границей. И я вот uh, попала на, на, на Сибирь, Северный Кипр и вот uh, работал вот с вашей компанией True Life. <laughs> so
1: he started his story from the very beginning, from the childhood. When he was uh, five or six years old, uh, he had a dream uh, when he first saw a camera. He was walking on the street and seeing the magazine, the camera. And so he started to dream about the, this camera and he saw that his parents will buy uh, it to him. But unfortunately, uh, they couldn't. Uh, by for him, and when he was in the ninth class, so all this time he uh, was dreaming about the camera, how he did the photo and so on. And when he was in the ninth grade ninth class, um he uh, entered uh, the college, and it was unexpected. Unexpectedly for him, that the faculty was uh, movie mechanic,
0: mm-hmm. like a cinematography. <laughs>
1: Yeah, in the Russian language, it, it sounds like this. Uh, and when he started his education in this college, he was surprised that uh, without any uh, target, he entered the, the faculty he really needed. After that, uh, when he was studying uh, in the college, he started to, uh, doing some job. As a movie maker, He start, uh, first he started uh, started to do uh, some videos uh, in the... Uh, very simple uh program in computer like slideshow of the photos so then he started to shoot uh, some concerts and other um, events since 2012 he started professionally being a movie maker so his first um, field of making movie was a love story of uh, couples Ooh. so and then he realized that, and also he had experience to shoot uh, the president of Kazakhstan. So it was really short too, but it was success uh, for that time for him. Uh, and then he one day he realized that uh, he is now working in other country, which is Turkey. And then he moved to North Cyprus to work
0: again. And so he
1: uh,
0: understood that his uh, job could be worldwide. Wow, that's a brilliant story. So what I really wanted to convey to the listener is, One of the things I'm going to share on this podcast is the video that Sanat and I made together. Um, And so I want you to be able to see his work because, you know, he is out for hire. So we're hanging a big sign on him. He is out for hire and he can come to us, right? So he can come to the United States. He's very fluid with travel. But so I want you to pre frame as the listener, I want you to think about what we're trying to draw out in this picture. And again, I'm really grateful for the interpreter. And this is going to take a little more time to unfold. And it's kind of fun and exciting. So I hope you're enjoying the journey with me. So I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the things that Dharma and Sanat talked about. So when I met her, I was sitting there by myself having a glass of wine and this huge meal. And it was like, I think 16 American dollars. I had two glasses of wine, a steak, mashed potatoes. It was unbelievable. The pricing in in Cyprus, it was really beautiful. I had a apartment that overlooked the mediterranean and i was thinking about investing there at the time and so that's how i met them and then they were having this equinox well i'm all about culture so i was like oh yeah when i was invited i'll show up and then that's where sanat was he was filming this production this movie um their celebration of their holiday. So I hope it's all right to share a cultural story uh, with my listeners. So I had this beautiful warm soup. It was homemade and everybody was so proud of the soup. And I said to them later, you know, I ate the soup, I had the noodles, there was a piece of brown meat that was really, it was a dry, but flavorful. And I, and they said, oh yeah, well we make this soup in at home because not all the ingredients are there. So we had to fly this soup into Cyprus and I'm like, oh, I guess I should have asked what I ate. So explain a little bit about your cultural food and, and why like t- take them through the journey of the Afghanistan culture and I, I don't always pronounce it right but their culture is absolutely phenomenal and I want you to hear about the Kafkanistanian culture and what their celebration is and why they celebrate this way. So
1: Kazakhstan uh, is a really beautiful country uh, the culture is uh, Central Asian uh, or uh, in other words uh, Turk not the turkey so it's different so uh in very ancient times it was uh, one people uh turk and then they um, across the world and divided for different nationalities How uh, we uh today we can uh, see it like kazakhstan we are uh, kyrgyzstan uzbekistan so azerbaijan turkey so uh in our traditional food it um uh, how to say when people don't know anything about kazakhstan first time they ha- they shop because <laughs> we eat horse meat. It's our tradition and we really like it. So our main dish, yes, our main dish is called beshparmak. Beshparmak means five fingers. We call it uh, like that because we eat it with five fingers without any forks uh, or spoons. So it's boiled horse meat, Horse meat is actually really tasty. <laughs> it, it maybe sounds uh, terrible, but it's really tasty. It's diet, uh, not so fat, uh, and really uh, tasty. So we uh, boil our um, uh, this meat, and we add to the soup, uh, which is called uh, shurpa, we uh, doff, so pieces of uh, doff, and we boil it all together. Or we can add some potatoes. We should also add uh, onion. So pieces of onion, which we boil like one or two minutes, no more, because it should be crispy a little bit. So, and for Kazakh people, Beşparmak means a lot. So if you are really far away from your home and you have a possibility uh, to uh, prepare, to cook Beşparmak, so then you feel home. So, for Kazakh people, home where Beshparmak is. (laughs) So, that's why uh, for our community who are living here in North Cyprus, uh, because here uh, a lot of Kazakh people, especially in this Kile region. So, uh, when we had this uh, celebration, this holiday, the main holiday for us, like New Year, uh, we cooked this fish, uh, this Beshparmak, for all our guests. And before, maybe two years ago or three years ago, we just uh, gathered only Kazakh people together and share this beshvermak with each other. Also, we have uh, our Kazakh donuts, but they are not sweet. They are just uh, plain, uh, and it's called baursak. And so we eat it together. But last year, we, uh, our company, uh, True Life, decided to share our experience in our culture with other uh, people who are living here in North Cyprus. Because like people like you from USA or from Europe, they really don't know about us, about our culture. And they sort of like, we just ex-Soviet Union Republic and maybe we are mostly Russians and we have all the Russian traditions and... Uh, yeah, all, uh, we even speak Russian really better than Kazakh, and we decided. So uh, also we have a holiday in December. It's uh, Independence Day, Kazakhstan. It was our first experience here in North Cyprus when we invited other uh, people, other nationalities. So uh, most of our guests was Israeli, so people from Israel. They were really uh, surprised about uh, how we celebrate uh, this day. And then in the end of our party, we uh, played one uh, uh, Jewish song, the popular Jewish song, and they were happy. And this time when we were in March, our, uh, we uh, just say to all the people who were living in here in this kid, just to come and join us. And for us, this experience was amazing. That's why we asked Sanat to make a film about this because it was first time when we uh, wanted other people to come and try how it is. And first time all the people had the same reaction when they heard about horse meat. Horse meat, how (laughs) come it's so terrible? They're so smart animals, how can you eat it? But then when they try horse meat, they will never stop eating it if they have such a chance. (laughs)
0: So I just, uh, you know, for me, it was just such a nice cultural experience. And, and like she said, you know, they invited me to this event, and I felt um, it was very intimate for me to see their culture, they had their cultural clothing. And so that's how our journey started was me being able to taste, literally taste their culture. And I, of course I didn't know I ate horse meat and I still apologize to all my horse community because we live with a lot of horses. So I'm saying, I'm sorry for you that I did that to like one of your own, but you know, Sanat and Dharma, they explained to me that They were nomads, like the Kafkanistanian culture were nomads, and they took their sheep, their horses, their everything, and they took that across with them. And then, you know, at the end of the day, what they needed to eat was what they took with them, which was horse and sheep and whatever. Oh, speaking of sheep, I'd like to... I'd like to go to another story. Is it okay if I <laughs> Good. let me let me back up? I, I want to tell you the full story. And again, thank you for your patience today. So the full story was I'm looking at Sanat and I'm looking at Dharma and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Like these the videos that they're creating. And then the second invitation I got was to go up, like she was saying, to Tel which means sweet waters. And so there are this magnificent blue waters. And when you watch the video that Sanat produced for me, you'll be able to see some of those waters in the Mediterranean, in the Tel because he actually filmed in that area for me. So they invite me on this journey. And so we went to dinner and we're driving around and driving around and driving around. And Sanat's like jumping out of the car and he takes this, this drone and he has a camera, he has a drone and he's like the real deal. And all of a sudden my little antenna went up and I was like, Oh, this is what I dreamed of. So the intuitive business podcast, I set up an intention to have a movie made while I was in Cyprus, but how do you do that with multiple languages? And how am I going to take equipment? How am I going to find somebody? How am I going to hire somebody? And here I am literally sitting in a car with a cinematographer that is quite expert. Like I'm looking at his videos at lunch and I'm like, how can I hire Sonat? And so that's how it started. So I came up with the video that, you know, we're going to show today in the podcast. And I came up with an actual script and then Dharma translated it into Russian so that Sanat would know how to create a film. The thing that is absolutely fascinating is when you watch that video, after Dharma translated that, Sonat and I spent about four or five days in a car alone with no language abilities because sometimes the app wasn't working because you had to have a cell phone connection and I often didn't. So we were completely... <laughs> we were completely void of language. I didn't know where I was going. I had no idea what he was going to translate into script. I had zero idea. All that I did is I got in the car in the morning and went with Sanat, a stranger from Afghanistan who doesn't speak English. And we're listening to navigation going shaky, 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 which is exit in Turkish so we're listening to Turkish instructions he's speaking Russian I'm speaking English and we're on the opposite side of the road and that's how our journey started so I want to ask Sanat I want to ask him what it was like for him to be in a car with me for five days not being able to communicate much of what his what was happening so I want to get his perspective on this
2: well вообще uh what what Самый первый день, утро, я так запереживал, что я вот банковскую карту вот так держал, я прям попал в какой-то транс, я вот сломал карточку банковскую из-за того, что сильно переживал. Это вот первое первое впечатление. А потом, получается, ну я сильно надеялся на переводчика, а потом думал, мы будем там ездить там 100-150 километров и без ну молча без без общения без диалога допустим да, а вот именно в тех местах я такое снимал и думал что э, вот прикольно что как бы как бы парень казах который не умеет на английском говорить, но вот снимает видео американки которые ей надо там показать там перед публи- публикой допустим вот, да? И вот э, чувство, которое я, вот, год год назад я снимала в э, в Алматинской области, допустим, да, в городе. ну, Love Story снимал, снимала. Через год я уже снимаю вот э, мотивационные видео, так скажем.
1: The first day when you met him and you, he was so nervous about four days ahead uh, without uh, any translator. So he um uh, handed a credit card in his hand. And he was so nervous that he didn't realize how he broke it. His own hand. So he
2: said... He
1: he had no cash and he he had only one credit card. So he broke it. And then he thought, how he will this work? uh, How he will understand you and what you want? And uh, then he thought, like, okay... I will do it, I can do it, so I have uh, all uh, skills to do it, Uh, so he just believed in uh, in himself. Uh, And then, uh, uh, maybe some time later, he realized that uh, just one year ago, he was uh, just a simple guy from a suburb of the second biggest city in the country, in Kazakhstan, but today, he and uh, making a love story for some couples, but today he is making video like a motivational video for the person from USA. And he thought about how are you feeling about it that you are from USA working here with uh, some guy who is speechless <laughs> at the moment, and he was excited, really excited.
0: Mm. Thank you, Sanat. So I want to tell uh, people a little bit about the journey of Sanat and I. So somehow or another, through very limited language abilities, we learned to communicate and we learned how to give each other signals. So I thought that that was really wonderful. And that he was such a good man. I could feel like his goodness in my heart. And he, he's a young man. So, you know, we're on a podcast. So I just want to describe this. He's probably in his, you know, what, late twenties, 27. And at the time he had a, I think a one-year-old who had the chicken pox, (laughs) chicken pox. And so, so he had this gorgeous little boy who had the chicken pox and uh, his wife had already flown back to Istanbul with their son. So we were kind of alone traveling around in this very desolate areas And they were magnificent. You'll get to see it on the video. And he had a vision for this motivational video. So when you watch it, basically, I was afraid to go to to Cyprus because Russia had just declared war and we were still in the thick of COVID where it it was challenging to get into countries. So as I was flying from the United States to Istanbul to fly to Cyprus, In the videos on the plane was the Polish people at the Olympics, and then they would show Nuclear war, and then they would show everybody disappearing into blackness on the videos. So, five monitor screens on my left, that's what I was seeing as I was flying from the safety of my home in the United States to Cyprus. And so, it was really, really very frightening. And so, Sanat being with him, I felt safe. And so I was so grateful to feel this safety and then to be able to see this beauty and then for his vision. So I want to talk a little bit about the vision right now. So I created some language that you'll be able to see about when you're stuck and blocked and then how to ask four primary questions. That's what the video is that you're going to see. Санат, tell us about how you created a vision because he and I have never had this conversation about how he created the vision because we just got in a car and went and filmed, literally. <laughs> Короче,
2: uh, ну, у меня вообще, uh, я как снимаю? Uh, если я вижу локацию и у меня есть примерный текст, да, допустим, или примерно что-то, какие-то детали, я в момент могу там же придумать uh, идею и как бы раскадровку могу в тот же момент сделать. Но я прочитал ее текст предварительно, и у меня в голове был такой э, отрывки текста. Я вот по этому тексту работал. Я, Ну, в основном я снимаю чисто когда я вот вижу локацию в живую или деталь, и вот тогда я могу построить кадры.
1: So he knew Cyprus very well at that moment because we did uh, a lot of um, videos with him all around North Cyprus. So uh, he had his vision. and when you send him the script, so we translated it together and then from some uh, some phrases from words, he just imagined the location where he can make a video of you because he knew already that places uh, and how it looked like uh, in the video. So he always worked like this uh, when he
0: has some vision and he already knows location, so he knows how how it works. I just wanted to share the experience that he and I had because his vision for cinematography without any instructions, and I'm kind of a control freak with my videos and stuff like that. So I had to release all of that because like this was either going to happen or it wasn't. And, and it was happening and I could see the video, I could see what he was capturing. I couldn't quite see his vision. So I was kind of interested to see it, but he captured the vision without any instruction. So think about if you knew exactly what you wanted to make and knew the location yourself, what he could do, but I honestly couldn't have been happier because I wanted to capture Cyprus and the beauty of it. So here's a couple places that Sonat took me to and that you're going to get to see on this video because I really want you to know what you're saying. So we had a magical journey, truly, truly magical. Tela was the magical blue waters. You're going to see that in the video. You're also going to see Bella Pais, which is an old abbey, which has one of the most magnificent views. And then you're also going to see Salimus, which is an old ruins. And so I'd like, um, if you wouldn't mind sharing some of the history or just brief histories of yeah. those three places that they're going to be looking sure. at in the videos so that they can imagine a little bit about cyprus and what we were experiencing on our journey
1: Please. well place is the a abbey a really ancient abbey when it was the french dynasty here uh, Louisiana, so uh they met two gothic cathedrals one in famagusta uh, city and one uh, on the hills close to Kyrenia. So this uh, abbey, Béla abbey is like the place of uh, white or beautiful world, like Bella Pays in French. So, and bishops there were French, and uh, they were escates. Uh, I mean, the, the monastery uh, didn't have any ornaments inside or such a... Um, gold frills <laughs> yes not the reals, uh, like in other gothic uh, cathedrals and after that uh, it was ruined when the british uh, empire came and made the cyprus uh, the colony of the british empire so uh, and uh, today Abella uh, bela Pais is like uh, is working like a museum and uh, which is really beautiful about it the government of north cyprus are organizing some events cultural events because we have no theater unfortunately uh, and uh, they are uh, organizing events like uh, classic music concerts or music festivals uh, for example in may uh, for, for 18 days there um, there were a music festival of classic music and it was big orchestra playing every day there uh, at the same time, and it was uh, absolutely free for uh, any visitors. So they are trying to uh, make this place um, like the heart of cultural uh, events of North Cyprus. So and what about Salamis? Uh, it's uh, close to Famagusta city. So before Famagusta is the, was the biggest port before uh, dividing the country for two parts, like south and north. Uh, Famagusta was the richest, um, rich uh, city in all Mediterranean, comparing with the Spanish coast, Italian and Greek coast. So Famagusta in Cyprus was the the richest and. Uh, uh, there were a lot of uh, rich people living here or making here he some hotels, building here some hotels. And, doing... and Salamis is an ancient city, so now we have only ruins of it, but it was like in a uh, thousand years ago it was built uh, when it was just, um, how to say, discovered this uh, island. And these ruins we uh, are maybe... Um, most survived from all the time uh, now in north cyprus because uh, also we have in other part of uh, the island uh, also a lot of ruins but they are uh, you didn't see as uh, how to say so good uh, walls saved from the time like you see in salamis and it was a, uh, the whole city the big city and now it, uh, it also used like a museum open museum I mean open air museum and uh, people like Cypriots like to do some uh, cultural events which are not organizing by uh, government but for example that uh, ladies from the schools go there make a video of them dancing there or um, like some universities or even kindergartens making um, they in Salamis, they making a group going there to be this place uh, to uh, explain to the children what the place is and what is the magic of it. So oh,
0: it's I mean, so from so why I wanted her to tell you a little bit about the culture is because, first of all, when I was at the Abbey, the first place that we were talking about, there's four cypress trees there. And these trees have to be over a thousand years old. There's four of them in a circle. You'll see it in the the video that I'm in. I'm standing in the middle of these trees. I can't even begin to tell you when you're standing on something that ancient, like we'd have nothing like that in the United States, nothing like it. And it was so amazing. Then after we left the Abbey, then we went to this Salamis that we're talking about. And I want to tell you what happened there. So I didn't expect, like, you can't see the ruins. It's not like, ooh, there's the ruins and I'm going to go into them. I have no uh, language ability. Uh, and so not it's like here, go up this ladder. And I go up this ladder. And as I'm going down this ladder, I turn around and I'm stepping into the ancient ruins. Like it's quite overwhelming. So when she uses the word open air museum, it's not like what you're thinking about in America this is rural. This is real. There isn't, it's not like a museum. You're walking yeah. through ancient times and you could see like the walls that um, have come down. The marble has slid down the walls, but I had a spiritual experience that I wanted to share with the intuitive business listeners. As soon as my foot hit the ground, I felt warmth on my feet but there wasn't warmth on my feet. I was feeling the energy of heat. Then I was touching the walls and you can see me doing this because Sonat actually captured it. Why I was touching the walls is I was remembering heat coming out of walls. Now this is thousands of years old. As we were leaving, a British speaking gentleman said, oh, well, the walls were made of marble and they were warm as well as the floors were warm and there's a wood burning like a whole building that burned wood to heat the underground of these massive pools and then you can see um so not takes me over to what looks like a roman circular like an entertainment type of thing which i would imagine was probably also used for some side of theater Right And so I so we can't speak English or a uh, language. I called it Netflix. <laughs> Remember <some laughs> I was like, oh, we're at Netflix because <laughs> when he was like videoing. And so I just wanted to give a preframe of what was spiritually happening is I remembered being there. And if you think about it, this is one of the oldest areas in the world. So if you think about past lives, most likely at some point, our butts were on Cyprus (laughs) at some point in time. And so I just wanted to share a little bit about that. So as Sanat and I wound up our five, four or five day journey together, I just found him to be such an amazing young man. And I wanted to share all of this with each and every one of you. And so we concluded our journey together with Dharma and Sanat and we sat kind of by where the place I was staying was. And we sat and overlooked the Mediterranean had this beautiful meal. So here's some challenges I was having. I don't like like fish eyes. I don't like whole body foods. I'm not even a real big bone girl with the chicken. <laughs> so I said to the waiter, I'm like, I'd like to try your fish, but can I have like a whole, like, I don't want to see the face. Like, I don't want to see any body parts. So he goes, oh, oh, yes, this is perfect. This will have the least bones. And when he brings my my plate, of course, it's a whole fish eyes included. So I cover the fish eyes and work around what I could. I cover the fish eyes and the tail and I look at Sanat and he like elbows Dharma and says something and the two of them giggle and then she shares with me. So can you tell <laughs> tell them what Sanat's intention was before i saw the fish on my plate (laughs) yeah
1: so uh let me first explain about this uh why the whole body of fish is better uh, to bring than uh, only the steak because uh here uh, a lot of uh, fish around the islands the fish is fresh and uh, even when you go to fish shop you always ask so i want to buy a fish from the sea which is really fresh uh instead of buying bigger but from uh, man-made pool so which are not uh, from the natural uh, resources and when uh, in the restaurant the waiter brings you the steak of the fish you will never know is it from the sea or from the man-made pool so uh, most of Cypriots uh, or people who really knows about it they prefer uh, to have uh, the whole body of the fish and when the waiter uh, brought you the whole body fish uh, and you covered the head of the, uh, of the fish with napkin, so not just uh, make me like this and what, what she is doing, I said, she doesn't like to see the eyes of the fish uh, and the whole face because, uh, and something like this. And he said, but it's already
0: dead. He <laughs> said to me, uh, he meant that
1: the fish is already dead,
0: and so no worries so then he elbows her. And the second thing he said is, I guess we're not going to give her the lamb's head. So <laughs> I guess as he was driving around, Dharma shared with me, he's thinking, oh, this is a great opportunity. I'm so grateful. Come to my home and we'll celebrate a meal. And one of the meals that they would celebrate if they had a guest is lamb. So I'm going to let you take it from there and tell them what I am not going to get at dinner at Sonat." <laughs>
1: So, uh, our uh, traditional dish, beshparmak, uh, can be also cooked uh, from sheep, from lamb, okay, lamb meat, we can use it for it. And when we, ha- as a Kazakhs, we- when we have guests, uh, and which, uh, and the guests are really important for us, we also boil uh, lamb meat with these uh, pieces of dove, and uh, we also boil all the head of the sheep, And when the most important uh, guest in our home, he should sit somewhere in the center of the table and we give him this boiled head. He can eat brains, eyes, uh, tongue, and uh, ears uh, of this. And it uh, it means for us uh, a lot. Uh, It means that uh, the guests really respect uh, our culture. But when we uh, share the head of the ship, uh, it means for us that the guests are really close to our heart. So, and after uh, this experience with the fish, Sanat said that when Candice come to our home in Kazakhstan, we shouldn't give uh, this uh, head to her, but we should, we must, because she is our guest and really... Uh, so I her. have
0: a new culinary experience in my future. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and so I just I just want to say a couple more things. But first of all, I really from my heart, and I want to stop and make sure that Sanat hears this. From my heart, I had the most experiences, the most joyful experiences with both Dharma and Sanat. If I wouldn't have met the two of them. My entire experience in Cyprus would have been completely different. I felt safe. I felt taken care of. I felt heard, even though we couldn't speak the same language. And I'll let each and every one of you be the judge of the video that he, of the movie that he created, because it'll support you by listening to it. And now you're going to get to hear the backstory. So one, so I'm going to stop there so you could say something to him. And then I want to talk about the golden light after that.
2: Нам, нам мне, мне лично тоже было очень интересно поработать с американкой.
0: So
1: he was, uh...
2: Я, ну, я прям сильно переживал, что ей не понравился, понравится видео, потому что это и там уровень другой. А у нас-то как бы у меня не такой прям высокий был уровень, ну как бы как я сам себе считаю. Ну, я рад, что ей очень понравился.
1: So oh, thanks to you, uh, he realized that he's a good master. Uh, he believed in himself, he, that he can do really good work. And so he just uh, believed in uh, his talent. I
0: think. Yes. And again, I just want to explain to you how amazing this gentleman was. Remember, he also edited this and took edit advice, again, in a different language. So if you're thinking, I don't think I could work with him, I am telling you it was easy and he makes it happen. And it also gives you some trust in just giving something to a professional to create vision for you, because I'm kind of a control freak with stuff like this, and I did not have to be. So the final thing I want to talk about is... Many times, a sonat would say to me, It's all about the golden light. And so, uh, I want to conclude this with his dream of a nine year old boy looking at that camera and the gift of his parents not being able to give him that because he held on to that dream. He was able to fuel that in his heart and then to take classes in cinematography. His fuel was there to succeed. And I want this young man with his young boy who has this young wife to succeed in life. So if you're hearing this podcast and you watch the video that he created and you want to get in touch with him, we'll help you at the end of this podcast. But I want to talk about the specialness of the golden light and what that means to a cinematographer like Sanat. And what was it like together?
2: бы для того, А, ну, как бы, если снимать прямо на самом пике солнца, то в основном фон как бы слепнется друг от друга, если вот так сказать. А если там будет солнце чуть ниже и через сбоку, как бы фоны как бы отделяться, и за счет того, что будет тени с падать с деревьев, с гор допустим, да, и за счет того можно показать глубину фона. Вот, вот, это, как бы, это вообще, с, с, как, как бы, как сказать, ну, ключевые моменты именно при получении хороших кадров. А, если в, снимать, как бы без, как бы без вариантов, надо, если будет снимать прямо в обед это на самом зените, то надо будет использовать э, фрострам, это такая белая ткань полупрозрачная, он как бы дает эффект облака. Вот когда бывают же облачные дни, как бы не так не такие тучи, а прям черная, а вот белые облака, но свет такой рассеянный. И вот как бы так как у нас этого не было, я вот старался снимать именно вот Golden Hour. Mm-hmm.
1: So, Golden Hour is one hour before sunrise and one hour before sunset. So at that uh, moment you can see all the nature or all the locations like uh, uh, more volume. So uh, you can see all the layers, for example, here in North Cyprus, you, see, you can see all the layers of the mountains or uh, of the sea coast. Uh, so when it feels uh, like 3D photo, but when it, uh, the sun is uh, on the top uh, of uh, the rice, uh, so everything is so bright and uh, seems flat, looks flat. And then uh, to make more volume for it, you can use uh, like white fabric, but which is really thin. Just turn it to the camera and use it and make like clouds for uh, Mm -hmm. your uh, photo or video. But uh, uh, because we didn't have any thin fabric, white fabric, we tried to catch, uh, to capture uh, golden hour, the sunrise and sunset and we
0: did so so well with it as you can see from the video so I want you all to enjoy the video. I also want you to look at, there's a, we're going to introduce Sonat and his Instagram account. I want you to go through that because you could see some of the things that we were talking about, like his love stories. Like um, there's a couple times where he captures like a bride and a groom and a whole love story. Wouldn't that be interesting to hire him like for a wedding to capture the love story of, I never saw anything like that. And he did a really excellent job. The other thing that really impressed me, he has tons of videos that that impressed me. There's a horse video from his culture that is absolutely the most stunning horse video I have ever seen, hands down. And the last thing that um, I want you to look at is he captured this empty city that looks like multiple Disney World castles. There was a gentleman, an entrepreneur, who had a vision to create 230 or 255 of the same buildings and it's empty. And he captures a video of these buildings that is absolutely stunning. And so I'd like to introduce you to that video too. So take some looky-loos through Snot's work. And, and so it's just been a magical experience and I felt so taken care of. And um, it was so beautiful to have friends like worlds apart but it still felt like home and I learned something about cultures and they included me in their culture and let me see the de- gentle underbelly of their culture to me that is such a gift and to both of them I want to say thank you for making my dreams come
2: true yeah, I'm also happy. I also <laughs> Я тоже рада очень, прям ей тоже спасибо, что доверилась и прям так, как
1: сказать,
2: работала с
1: нами feels like you are his auntie from usa and now he knows that he has someone uh like a family in usa and maybe like a home when he can come one day maybe so and he uh is really grateful for your uh trust and your strong beliefs in his talent
0: and I, and I and really- also i
1: want to say many thank you for your uh i'd say for oh, your time with us it was uh, priceless because uh, we had a lot of experience to uh, share with each other, uh, with each other, um, our life, our culture, our opinions about something, and we also shared the same car, <laughs> the same view of the of this magical island. And so I really hope to see you as soon as possible here in North Cyprus and have something together again uh, so maybe something even more beautiful and bigger so who knows so I believe we will it, it was our
0: just first meeting but not the last it was our first and not our last And so on that note, I just wanted to thank each and every one of the viewers for your patience today with having interpretations. I hope the story was well worth it. I hope you enjoy the video and I hope that this has also given you a resource to be able to utilize in your future as well. So thank you all for listening and much love. And I hope you enjoyed our journey to Cyprus. Mm, Much love, everybody. Thank you.